Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. Welcome into the Sun Sports Podcast Network. This is Sports on Tap, and you are listening to a pre-recorded show of Sant Live. That being said, with George and Sammy Jorjour, the best brothers in sports. Give us a listen today. You can also find us live on Facebook.com slash Live. That's S-O-N-T Live. Every single day at 2 p.m. Pacific time. You can find us here on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Salt Live. I hope you enjoy. Every single day is something new and something different. Enjoy the show, and please subscribe to the podcast. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and Sammy. Jour This is episode 418. This is Sports on Tap. Happy Thursday. Welcome in. Go Rockets. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jour And I'm George Jour We're coming at you live and direct from Sant Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether that be on Facebook.com, Twitter, or YouTube, all at Sound Sports now instead of Sound Live, all Sound Sports. I'm just going to say that for the next few days. Um, then down the line, we will go from there and tell you the. Uh, we'll just change it up. I'm going to keep reminding you guys until probably middle of next week. It's all at Sound Sports from now on. Change what up? Change up like our in, little intro. I'm not going to explain uh. it every single time that it's all Sound Sports now. You guys will figure it out by yourselves after a week or so. Um, Sammy, can you tell the fine folks what this is? This is Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in episode 418 and happy Thursday. Happy uh, we're going to be going through some NBA stuff, a hashtag of the day. We got two different little funny stories we're going through today, especially with no NBA tonight or tomorrow. We're going to take this opportunity to talk about some side stuff as well, but we will be talking about the Cavs Celtics series, what we'll be talking about. The Rockets last night uh, dominating the Warriors, but we'll get all to that after a couple stories that we have. Absolutely. And I just saw a comment on Periscope from Legendary Citrus. It has been a while since he's been on the show. He says, hey, George and Sammy. What what's up? Good? What's up, man? Uh, I know he was uh, giving me some shade the other day when I said the Warriors are going to win in four or five games. He said, wrong as always. And I told him, I am going to save this tweet. So when the Warriors win in five games, I ain't forgetting you, buddy. Okay, let's take that back a step. He's a four or five. And also, George has been saying more recently that it's a guaranteed sweep. But George last night, for those who uh, you know don't watch games with him, George last night was extremely bothered. Oh, yeah, I was. During the entire bothered. game. I walked back in to a uh, kitchen area while he was staring at the TV, and I don't think he knew I was there. And nope, he just looked nope. at the TV and was like, God damn it. And yeah. I was like, okay, this guy is not happy about this Rockets victory tonight. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, four or five. And if you go rewind the tape from yesterday's show, and we said the um, Rockets are two-point favorites, and I said, you know what, I think the Rockets are probably the right bet tonight. I did say that. Um, and 
that's because I thought you were going to get the best Rockets effort you'll get all series, and you did. They played fantastic basketball yesterday, and frankly, I don't think the Warriors cared that much about winning, but we'll get into that later on. Let's get into the other topics of the day. We'll get into the other topics. As George, in classic fashion, tries to make his four-game sweep prediction sound a lot better in covering it up. Four so, or five games. I mean, it's on the board right here, five games, and I'm not wavering. Yeah, but after you put it on the board, you said, honestly, it's going to be a sweep. So right, let's just we'll see. I said four or five. Rabit Slayman with the laughing faces. What is up, my guy? Rabit knows how George feels about the about the Rockets as well. Yeah. We got our hashtag of the day. Um, you know, there was a couple different things I could go with, and I'm going to go with a couple of them. And I'm just going to get a couple quick answers because I think there's a lot of funny hashtags trending today. Really is. The first one is hashtag graduation advice in five words. Ooh, now, five that's a, words. That's, that's a quick thing to come up with. But I wonder, what would your graduation device be for all those fine individuals that are either graduating college or high school? Congratulations to all them and their families. What's good graduation advice in five words? I'm ready. I'm ready to get rich or die trying. Wow. I thought, you know, <laughs> maybe I would think, you know, you'd come up with something original. Uh, well, you put me on the spot. You said you're ready because you knew. I'm ready. You- no, I just read this right now. I just came up with this right now. What is it? Do something that you love. That's a great. That's a great one that I just came up with. It's not. It's not. A, I see. It's not like it's original either. But yeah, it's not a slogan. Say. It's not a well known. It's not like a slogan that I'm. I'm going with. George stole a slogan. That's, I'm, I'm going with do something that you love. Graduation advice in five words. And I thought that's fitting for a show like this where we're doing something that we love. For example, that's a great example. Hashtag. It doesn't cost anything to smile. Wow. That's a, there. That's George's. It doesn't cost anything to. Oh wait, that so, uh, I thought there was a hashtag. It doesn't cost anything to something. I was guessing. No, no, no. it doesn't cost anything, anything to, to blank. Yeah, the hashtag. It doesn't cost anything to smile. Smile is free. Go with that. Keep smiling, fellas and ladies. Love doesn't take anything to show love. Yeah, sometimes you're gonna show some love. You might gotta take her out to dinner. You might have to, you know, buy an expensive ring. I think love is not free. Doesn't take it, doesn't cost anything to show love. It costs sometimes it it costs something to pay for love, but it doesn't cost anything to show love. You can always tell somebody, you can always hold a hand, you can always give a hug and show love and support. That's true, I guess. But as George, as George is obviously showing showing you here, George thinks love is money. No, I no, think no, love no, no, is no, 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 showing no. love. I don't think love is money, but sometimes showing love is not free. If you go buy a ring, that's not showing love for free. And Cyrus Johnson said, Love ain't free. These, these are negative lovers out here. I'm a positive lover. Love's free. Is Cyrus Johnson, legendary citrus on uh, Twitter? I would wonder. I think he is. I have no idea. It's but Cyrus, so. Love ain't free. I think love's free, and I think love's a great thing to do for free. Love, I got a better way to put it. Love can cost money. Okay. But it's free to show love. Fair enough. I, I agree with that 100 There's a lot of things in love that you have to do that will make you spend. Exactly. But you can show love But freely. a smile is almost always free. No, sometimes I pay for comedy shows that make me smile. LeBron right. James, I have to, you know, go buy, if I got buy a LeBron James jersey, I'll smile, but I paid for it. Yeah. Everything in the world costs money, actually. Nothing ain't free. Well, and plus, if you want a beautiful smile, sometimes you got to pay to buy a beautiful smile, whether that's braces, teeth whitener. My mom spent a lot of money on my braces, so yeah, my smile was not free at all. <laughs> it costs a lot of money. Another hashtag that I, I wanted to bring up was the NBA Combine, hashtag NBA Combine. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I wanted to bring that up 
is because I saw something interesting about Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is obviously a high prospect right now um, in this NBA combine, in this NBA draft coming up. And I read something very interesting about him. We all know he is a young guy. He's 20 years old. We know that he has a lot of potential upside so that, you know, he's one of those guys that you might not sell. You might not go too high on him, but you know that it's a project in the works today. It, it, during the combine, we found out that Mo Bamba is measured at seven feet tall and three and three fourths inches, which we all kind of knew pretty much when he was in, in Texas, but his wingspan has been calculated or been measured. Sorry. At seven foot ten, oh uh, and he has a nine seven and a half standing reach. So this guy has an eight foot wingspan nearly. His standing reach is nine feet seven and a half inches, which is you know obviously means he has to jump about this high to, to touch the rim, to touch just touch the rim, um, to dunk kind of probably like you know another inch after that. But he's twenty years old. He's like a seven nine seven ten wingspan. Um, the guy has a almost a ten foot standing reach, and he has a lot of potential. And and for me, what's exciting about this, and the reason I wanted to bring this up too, is we didn't really get into the draft yesterday, into the who's got those top picks. For me, an interesting thing here is this is the kind of guy right now in the NBA that people really um, value. That value because he's not a big guy that stands around in the paint. He's a Hi, I'm DeAndre Jordan. I can stand and catch lobs. I'm the kind of guy that can run up and down the, the, the floor. I can block shots. It reminds me of a project of one guy who who is in the NBA right now that's playing in the Western Conference Finals, Clint Capella. Yep. A tall guy that can guard the paint that, you know, nobody can stop Kevin Durant driving the hole, but somebody that can really alter be, his shot. Alter his shot is a guy Make like him Clint think Pe- about Ke- it a little bit. Yeah, like a Clint Capella. And so I thought that was really interesting, almost a seven-foot not almost a seven foot ten wingspan, almost an eight foot wingspan, and almost a ten foot standing reach. Mobamba is uh, definitely one of those guys that you know in the draft combine type of thing. You know, I don't think the draft combine shows you everything, but it's one of those things that when you you read stuff like that, it, it can get really interesting. No, yeah, fair enough. I completely agree, and it'll be it's be interesting to see where he actually gets. Uh gets drafted is he gonna be a top five pick is he gonna be in five to ten range because i've seen people say he's one of the highest upsides of a draft but i also don't know which team is any team gonna actually reach for the upside or is he gonna just fall into where he should probably be drafted which is six or seventh or eighth around that in the draft could be lower could be higher it could be lower high yeah that's what i mean it's gonna be interesting i feel like he can get drafted anywhere from third through 12th yeah i i just think He's not going to go to a team that's looking for a quick fix solution. Right. Um, he's not going to go one or two, I doubt. I mean, I doubt he goes one or two. Yeah, I, I could see him going somewhere like a, to the Dallas Mavericks, for example, which they don't really have an immediate future. Here's the thing with the team like the Suns, right? The Suns got the number one pick, obviously. The reason the Suns would be interesting for a lot of, you know, a lot of scenarios is they're probably looking for someone that's kind of NBA-ready like body or a kind of NBA-ready skill set. Because the Suns have a guy in Devin Booker that might be an all-star, you know, right. in a year or two, and they got a guy in Josh Jackson, and they got some a lot of they young have, They have a lot of good pieces. Yeah, and they're not looking for a five-year rebuild. They're looking like, okay, maybe in the next year or two we're going to start getting better. Um, so it's going to be be interesting to see where a lot of these guys fall in a very deep 
front end of a draft this mm-hmm. year. Yes, it's. I feel like this draft is, like you said, very deep front end. I don't feel like there's any guy who's a can't miss LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Tim Duncan type. But I feel like there's a lot of guys who could be future All Stars. DeAndre Ayton in a different era would be a can't miss. Like yes, superstar yes, guy. But we're in 2018, and unfortunately, some guys like Trey Young are top ten picks because that's where the game is. Exactly. Um, DeAndre Ayton in the uh, 90s, even the 2000s. He's that David be, Robinson, like Patrick Ewing guy would, that gets yeah, drafted he'd be number high. one. But but you know, DeAndre Ayton, I do like his game because he actually can go out there and uh, hit a jump shot too. Yeah, which is really interesting for him. And I'm he, he's gonna. The only problem is. College, the problem with college is he didn't really get any better in college. No, so he didn't. He came in, he got buffer, a little stronger probably, but he didn't get better at basketball. And that's where sometimes I know there's certain guys at his size, at his strength, that should have just gone to the league. And he Absolutely. had no he had no choice, obviously. But that's probably would have been the best option for him. Absolutely. But yeah, we'll see. I, I mean today they even said that Luca uh Donkic uh, might not even be coming into the NBA draft. Yeah, but but I, I don't is, believe it. But here's my question: since he's an international prospect, even if he doesn't want to come to the NBA this year, can they tech can he technically still be drafted, or not? Because I know a lot of times you draft an international player and you stack them, or does that mean he? Do you still yeah, have to I'm enter not the sure. Draft? I think you still have to enter the draft. Okay, that's what I think. Too. Yeah. Um, one more thing that we'll get to before we get to our other. Uh, We'll get to our Dallas high school basketball player story. Yeah. Before that, I want to bring up Ruben Foster. Okay. So doing, during a preliminary hearing, 49ers linebacker Ruben Foster listened to his former girlfriend recant her allegations. Recant, how do you say that word? Recant her allegations of domestic abuse. She admitted she falsified claims to get back at him for breaking up their relationship. The ex-girlfriend of the Niners, Ruben Foster, said that she lied a lot about her allegations in a um, in a revenge scheme. So apparently, Ruben Foster had no domestic violence against her, mm-hmm. um, did not hurt her in any way, shape, or form. But she had a revenge scheme planned against him for breaking up with him, and. Uh, now they had to go through all these allegations. Probably affected his pay, his playing career in some some ways. Absolutely. Um, I I mean, pretty crazy. Here's my question, and I don't know if you have the answer to it in whatever you're reading, because uh, I see you're reading something. Does, if you do that, do you can you actually be charged in a criminal matter? Since is that a f- like falsifying that type of information, bringing a lot almost like a lawsuit, almost getting the getting the guy arrested, uh, having to go to court. And now saying you all lied. I don't know if that is that that should be a crime. Yeah, what she did was should be more of a crime than anything right now, right? Because right she's now, lying. Yeah. She and she created this huge mess, and the guys. I think the 49ers cut him. If I if I remember correctly, I'm not sure, but I mean his job became in jeopardy. His his livelihood became in jeopardy. As as, as far as being a free man, he could have been behind bars and. This is where I've been continually stressing is I believe that you have to take domestic violence very seriously. But we've gotten to the point where men are guilty until proven innocent rather than innocent until proven guilty in our society. So And it makes it a problem because a lot of times someone like this will come and make a problem and then 
if things like this continue to happen, when someone really does get abused domestically or get, um, you know, uh, sexual assault or anything like that, people start looking at it and not taking it seriously. And you have to take these things seriously. You can't be, you know, it's like the story of the boy who cried wolf. You got to be careful in making sure not every single time you believe the person accusing of the other person. Yeah. And, um, that's where this whole story is a little, you know, it's actually unfortunate for everything is everybody. And this is where I, I personally always with all these cases now of domestic violence and sexual assault and all these different things is I know there are such, and I never have once, you know, I would never wish that upon any woman either. in the world. The sexual assault stuff, the, you know, they, he drugged me, right? he did this, he did that. But I've always tried to keep a little more open perspective than most people have because a lot of times, you know, like the Michigan State thing comes out. It's like, oh, 500 girls affected. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't 500 girls affected, but I'm not saying that there isn't a chance that half of them might be lying or maybe even maybe maybe all of them are lying maybe none of them are lying you got to sometimes understand that other people can lie too so yes. if some if one person can do something as bad as being a person that's causing abuse to their girl the, there could also be someone that's as bad as trying to ruin somebody's career and lie about it right. so that's where things get really interesting yeah and i mean it's it it, it is a problem because we have gotten to the point where we always believe the accuser over the guy, where we always the, always take the victim's word over anything. And sometimes you gotta look at. It. I mean, this this country is built on you're innocent until proven guilty. Yes. Now it's the opposite, so it's kind of scary place to be. Um, just be careful. I mean, you know, that's why you don't get in a relationship with people. I, obviously, she's unstable to make up all this lies. Yeah. So you gotta also be careful on who you have relationships with. Yeah, it's it's scary thing. And just to recap what happened exactly, uh, this was what asked by the attorney. Did Mr. Foster ever hit you? She said, no, sir. You lied because in your words you wanted to take him down. She said, yes, sir, grabs a tissue and starts crying to ruin his career. Yes, sir, and she's crying. He said, because this breakup was final. Yes, sir, I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody. So pretty much um, she also said I was threatening Ruben uh, that I was going to fuck up his career. I called 911 three times because I wanted to be super extra and I wanted super him super extra. I'm glad you could use that in court. I wanted him to I wanted to be extra. I wanted him to go down. I was pissed. Um, and so she also went on to say uh, when Foster was arrested she planned to break into his house and take his money and jewelry from his safe. Um, so we're talking about stage five clinger. Like he broke up with her and, and now I'm going to mess up your whole life. Yes. Your whole life. Luckily, I don't think he was ever cut cause he was a rookie last year. So he was still on a rookie contract. Okay, Good, good for him. And you know, hopefully uh, he learns his lesson. I mean, you gotta also remember these guys are young, young men. He's probably 22, 23 years old. 21, I think 21, uh, 21, 22, 20, whatever that may be. Uh, he now can learn to get in a relationship with a good person, hopefully. And this will probably follow him for the rest of his life, to be honest. I mean, he probably won't be labeled as a, you know, abuser or anything like that. But these are the type of things that they just, I mean, anyone who dates Ruben Foster from now is going to know this story. Yeah, but I, 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 that won't affect his dating life. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it'll affect his dating life. It all life, came out that he didn't do anything, actually, which right. will show, actually... 
that he's maybe a very good guy that even after all the lies and all this he he didn't further attack i mean like you never know if, if he knows that this girl was lying he could have he could tried have, to re-sabotage her life instead yeah. he was mature enough to sit back let the law take, take its over. course yeah. yeah and she did say it was all a money scheme pretty much she like no part of this was to necessarily ruin his career it, it was, was just for her to make money to make money um which obviously in in light of that, it would end up of ruining his career and all this. Yeah. But she admitted it. I don't know what made her admit it. I saw that question, but I- I'm glad she did. Yeah, me too. So, the other story, George. The Dallas high school basketball star. Who was? Uh, he wasn't in high school. <laughs> to say the least. No, he was in high school. I mean, he wasn't a high schooler. No, he was a high schooler, but he was 25 years but, old. Yeah, but... He faked being a high schooler to get into the high yeah, school. Yeah, but he was a high schooler. Oh that's God. where that's, it's that's unreal. the big point it's of the unreal. story. Dallas high school basketball star was a was really a 25 year old man posing as a student. Um, so a high school basketball player arrives out of nowhere and wins offensive player of the year uh, honors in his school's district as a freshman. That sounds too good to be true. But the, in the case of 17-year-old Rashawn Richardson at Hillcrest High in Dallas, George, it turns out Rich, Richardson was really Sidney Bouvier Gilsap Portley, a 25-year-old man who graduated from high school seven years ago. Um, I found this to be amazing. He faked being part of the, the hurricane. Yeah, in, in Houston. In Houston. So, so he had to relocate to Dallas. But lost just, all his like identification, right? So yeah. he like made a fake identification. They let him into school. Yep, and they vetted it. They looked they looked it up, I guess, pretty hard and somehow they couldn't find anything on him, which I guess makes sense because you said like you said, they got washed away in the hurricane. Yeah, and Dallas Hillcrest was his team. They're led and these are tweets that are coming out from prospect reports. He's a six two guard. Uh, Georgia Tech was recruiting him. Supposedly, yeah, he was. He put up games of uh, thirty-four and fifteen rebounds. He gave the number one team in the nation forty points in three quarters. Um, he's a six-two, twenty-five-year-old, and the story is pretty hilarious. And it's pretty f- like honestly, it's something that I would have loved to do if it's not like illegal. Obviously, obviously. Like, go back to high school and try that. Yeah. But then there is a dark side to this. There story. is a dark side. I wish I wish this story didn't have this really dark side. Like it'd been kind of like, well, you're an idiot, dude. It had been done. But go on and tell him. The- yeah, and he was named the District 11 5A Offensive Player of the Year, which is amazing. Um, and what's and, more amazing is he finished the whole season too. He got yeah, made it through. The 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 sad part of this story, this whole story would have been phenomenal, awesome, hilarious. If he was just out there doing his high school thing, would go home or like go to his job, go pay to, rent, go, go pay rent, yeah, go and just drink, live life. Some beers. The problem is, um, he was dating a fourteen-year-old. So yes. now this goes from a point of like this is almost a really funny story to like this guy's like fucked up in the head. Yeah, absolutely. So he's dating a fourteen-year-old, um, which she said that she kissed him but never had sexual relations with him. Thank God. Thank God. Um, and. I think apparently you told me what that his mom was. Her mom, mom was bothered. Yeah, her mom said that uh, she didn't like him because seventeen was too old for her daughter. And it turns out he was twenty five. So 25. I don't know what she feels about that now. Um, that girl is going to be scarred probably for life because she probably. I guess it's not that funny, but she was dating a twenty five year old when she thought she he was in high school. Like. This is wrong in so many ways. But here's a question for you, Sammy. If you could go back to high school, what's your like? What's one thing you 
would change. Like this guy obviously went back to high school and became the best basketball player in in the state. Change, don't they? Just be stronger than everybody else. No, no. There. If you don't, not just in sports, just in general. Like, is, if you can go back to high school, would you change anything? Not really. Yeah. My well, life turned out good. Yeah, me too. The only thing I changed, I'd probably take math and science more seriously and try to get better grades. Like I had good grades, but not great grades in high school. I would have taken my grades a little more seriously. I probably wouldn't have. I kind of like where my life turned. Here's my thing. I really like where my educational life has turned out. Mm -hmm. I like the college I went to. I really, I wouldn't want to go to Harvard or like Stanford or Yale. I might want my kids to go there, but like I wouldn't have wanted to do that. That would not have been my prerogative. Like it's just not what I would have enjoyed. I mean, like, you know, some people are, I wasn't looking for a, I wasn't looking to be a lawyer or a doctor, right. so I didn't need to go to Ivy League. So I wouldn't really change much. I would maybe not date the person I dated. Okay, there's That'd one. That'd be the one thing I changed, but it also, I am here because of who I, what I've done in my life. Yeah. So I feel like I'm happy. Wouldn't change anything. I would take actually. There you go. I would work harder at basketball okay. and try to grow four inches. You know, would be pretty cool. <laughs> Like if he came in and like let's say he had a sexual relationship with a teacher, and the teacher got in trouble because like oh my god she's sleeping with a seventeen year old or a sixteen year old, and then it, they go to court and it turns out he's actually twenty five. Yeah, because then it's not illegal. Then it's not illegal. It'd just be funny. It would be funny. He and you know how he got caught, right? No, he was playing in oh, a yeah, tournament. Yeah, I, told, I told you, yeah. And uh, you didn't tell me this. I just read no, this in the article. Oh, oh yeah, I know what it is. What he one of his former coaches saw him. Play, play his high school coach. His high school saw coach. him in a tournament. Was like, his like real high school coach. Yeah, he was actually saw him in a tournament, school. fifteen miles, because he's literally fifteen miles from his other high school in this tournament. And I, this coach was like, "Yo, he's like he was." I, I coached him like seven years ago. You know, like that's his biggest mistake he did. If he really wanted to relive his high school experience, he could have went to a different state. Yeah, or like at least like lots of miles away. Like the other side of the state. Yeah, but eventually he would have been caught. Like, let's say he went D1 and his former high school coach was watching on TV and was like, isn't that the guy you used to – like, that's all. See, what I would do is, like, I'd go to Iowa or, like, Nebraska, yeah, go to so a small place. Nobody. And then I, if I if, – even if I was good enough to go D1, I would take a scholarship at, like, like North Dakota State where nobody's really going to see me unless we, like, make the tournament or something. Yeah. And then, like, maybe I get caught, but – you could find your way around from nobody really noticing you. That's Especially a good if you have a fake name. Like my coach would never my high school coach would never notice. Like, is that Sammy on North Dakota State but with a different name? Like I, like Did he think he was like the shit, do you think? Like he's like out there like scoring forty points on like seventeen year olds and he's twenty five. I don't know. <laughs> the guy's probably just really weird. I have no idea what he was feeling. I, I I'm I feel like the guy's just not normal. Yeah, it's so not a picture. Knows? The only thing I mean he I mean, yeah, I guess he could pass for saying yeah, the mustache kinda gives it away though. He looked older than 16, 17. Yeah, he looked like he could be 18. I mean, a lot of 18-year-olds have much. Yeah, I know. I, well, look who's well, talking. Yeah, I mean, Me. he doesn't actually look that old. He looked old enough. Like, now, I guess, if you show me a picture of him and said he was in high school, I'd believe you, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't blow my mind. Um, <laughs> last night, George, the Rockets. Who? The Rockets. The Houston Rockets blew out the... Golden State Warriors. Yes, um, we're talking. I mean, people said that Game One was a blowout, so to say. So this must be a, a super blowout. If Game One was a blowout, they, I, I mean, they pretty much just outplayed them in every single quarter. Absolutely, they outscored them in every single quarter. And in the Warriors' best quarter, which we know it always is, the third quarter, they outscored them by two points, which was the biggest. 
deal there of like we're keep trying you know don't blow this because there was times where it got close it, to like got 10 close. points and the rockets just kept finding a way to stay hot um couple takeaways obviously is eric gordon had 27 points james harden had 27 tucker 22 chris paul 16 ariza 19 and you know it it was obvious that it was it was a lot more of a team game mm -hmm. and the interesting That's thing one is, thing i found to be great for them I, like i said i don't think james harden can dribble the ball as much as he did game one and he didn't okay but where i was i, I, I was gonna tell you this, this morning but i was waiting till the show what's interesting is actually they had more isolation this mm -hmm. game than they did last game by the numbers they had more isolation isolation plays each player had more isolation plays and they had more dribbles as a team. So it was completely the same exact game, just everything happening way earlier in the shot clock. Where, which is key for which them. Which is key. And so I think the biggest difference was last game, they had less isolations, but it looked like a lot more because they're standing up top from the 15 to 5 yeah. second mark, dribble, dribble, dribble. This time was let's get to the hole and if you don't have anything one pass out shot i guess my problem is not with isolation it's with long isolation if that makes any sense if you know what i mean by that like i'm i don't like when there a uh, one player is holding the ball for an isolation play that's 13 seconds long yeah well uh, their isolation time was more this game but the difference is too it wasn't just james harden right. holding the ball so mm -hmm. i mean that that's where i think our biggest disagreement was yesterday was you think they shouldn't change the way you think they should change the way they yeah. play. And they showed again, Mike D'Antoni came out after the game. Chris Paul came out of the game and said, this is exactly what we meant. We're not going to change how we play. Yeah. We're just happening. We just got more aggressive today, but it was the same exact game style, more isolation, mm -hmm. but they just did it a lot more effectively the way that they kind of been playing all year. And I think it was really interesting that the, the change was really, it, they had more isolation time as a team. But like you said, it just was a lot they had more isolation probably because they got more possessions because of doing it earlier in the shot clock Absolutely. and not being like, okay, from the 24 to 10 mark, I'm just going to stand here. Mm -hmm. It was like, let's get the ball, go, and maybe they would drive to the hole, bring in some defense, kick out, and then there would be a nice another isolation play. And it looked like the team that you would expect the Rockets to be winning 65 games is drive, kick, hit open threes. And uh, the supporting cast actually showed up. Yeah, they really did. And I'm just like, I'm looking at some of the stats right here. Um, they played very well. They shot 16 for 42 from three. They hit 51% of their shots. One thing, they out-rebounded gold to the state by 15 points. Uh, they had about the same amount of assists. To me personally, I'm not taking much out of this game. I know people are going to call me a hater and people are going to say that. I'm just saying that. But I really don't actually take anything out of this game i said before yesterday yesterday you're gonna get the best rockets team you get all series in this game and you did the guys are making shots i think uh I, what one problem i have with golden state as much as i root for golden state as much as i think golden state's a good team i know they do a lot of this thing where i feel like they just don't have any sense of urgency if you go look at them in the playoffs this this playoffs in general they won three games in a row against the spurs lost the fourth one they won the next three games, and then game by game three in the New Orleans series, they lost. They've won three games since in a row, and they lost. I feel like every fourth game, they have this one game 
where they just don't show up to play. And that's what I felt more like they didn't show up to play. Steph Curry did not, does not look like his normal self. I just wish that in the fourth quarter they let Steph Curry get his jumper back. I heard some, I always hear the same excuse for Steph Curry. Oh, he's hurt. I don't, I don't think he looked hurt because if he was hurt, I don't think all his points were coming from driving to the hole. And he actually looks a lot better driving to the hole than he usually does. So I don't think he's hurt. I, do, you, do you think Steph Curry's hurt? I'm not going to give him that excuse. No, I mean, like I think he's just playing bad. Eighty percent of his field goals this series has been at the hole. Yeah, so I'm not going to take the notion that he's hurt, but he's off. And it's he's not rust- just that he's, and off. he's rusty. And let me let me tell you why this is a game that is something to take out of it because this is how the Rockets play, mm-hmm. and this is I I, I explained this to uh, I think I was talking to our father about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was telling him there's. Two types of teams, or not two types of teams. Let's say there's two types of players in the world, right. right? I consider myself streaky as hell. Yep. Okay. If I'm like shooting well, you you play. If I'm shooting yeah, well, it's going shooting, in. It's going in. Yeah. And then there's it. It's I'm hot. I'm hot. And if I'm not, it's gonna go really bad. Right. Like I might not hit the rim on half my shots. And I feel like the Rockets are this type of team that when they are on point, which this year 65 out of the 82 games they were. On point, right? When one shot or two shots stop falling, it all starts falling, and this is what they did to the Warriors yesterday. They got hot, and once they get hot in a game, it seems to continually flow throughout the game. And random guys like PJ Tucker will hit all his threes, and random guys like Ariza will do this happen all season. And is this a thing that they can keep up every single game? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But that's why originally when we were talking about the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I said seven games. I took the Warriors is because I know the Rockets might have another game that they're going to get hot and there might be another game at home where it's a closer match and they hit a three and, and you know, it's just, this is the type of basketball they play when they get hot, the offense flows and they don't miss shots. And the reason Steph Curry on, on a side note, the reason Steph Curry shooting like this, I don't think is just about rust because we've seen him go into games and, and play well in the playoffs. This Rockets team is attacking him like no other. I mean, this reminds me of of many different series we've seen from Steph Curry where in the playoffs he struggles on the offensive end after Kyrie Irving. And remember when they came back 3-1? Kyrie Irving just took it to Curry yeah. all game and it affected him on the offensive end. But I don't but that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing him miss shots and I'm seeing him getting to the hoop whenever he wants. Like he's getting to the basket with pretty relative ease um i just think he's off from the three-point line he's just not making his shots i think that's it's as simple as that you play basketball a lot sometimes your jumper just doesn't go in and then you start thinking about it i think steph curry as even though you're he's the best shooter maybe in history of basketball from the three-point line is something's in his head right now Uh, it's as simple as that to me yeah, see, I don't think this is... A, he's the last guy in the world that I'll ever give the excuse of something being in his head. This guy has shot 0 for 8 in the first half and then gone on and made 8 in a row. This guy has never been phased by missing a shot. Fair enough. And last night, if he was phased by missing shots, he wouldn't pull up the shots that he pulls up. I think this Rockets defense is bothering him, and it is. This game, they were clearly bothering him. I mean, there were so many backdoors, so many times, little push-offs. He's a little guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like getting torn up on defense. Right. I mean, you, there's a video of Draymond Green even telling him, like, it's okay, don't worry. Like, they're, they're fast guards. They're supposed to go by you. I'll help you at the hoop. Yeah. Like, they know, the, the, the Warriors as a team know that 
this dude's getting torn up on defense. Yeah. And he is. And I think that's what's really affecting his overall game. And we saw this happen to him in the finals against Kyrie Irving. Once Kyrie Irving started putting up 45 spots on Steph Curry and attacking him, I remember Cleveland did it and the Rockets are doing it this series. Every single pick and roll, every time somebody uh, has Steph Curry on them, they're running that pick and roll and yeah. trying to trying to just attack where Steph Curry is. And every time that's happened to him in a series, it started affecting his jumper. And here's my thing. He's the greatest shooter of all time. I think that's been pretty... Uh, that's pretty evident. Evident, right? Nobody, I think, even really argues that anymore. Right. Um, but in big series where teams are attacking him, mm-hmm. really, like really, really attacking him, he has not shown up very well from the three-point line. Yeah, and yeah, once he, he doesn't show up from the three-point line, yeah, he can make... He can go... He went, what? Six for 10 from... I think he went six I, for I, 10. I, no, six for 11 from inside the paint. Yep, and but, he went one from eight for three from the... Yeah, three one for eight from three, and one for eight's not going to cut it. But here's no, the thing. no, 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 it's not going to cut here's it. Here's the thing, too. If they lived off Steph Curry and driving the hole, they're not winning that series. No, and but, so that's where... He's gonna continually try to keep shooting these shots, but this I think this Rockets defense was frustrating him, uh, and that's why yesterday I think we were talking about this on the show when you know I know you were you were getting bothered with Mike D'Antoni saying we got to stick to what we're doing. Yep. They stuck to what they did. They just did it at the level that the Rockets have been doing it all year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think they were a little intimidated game one too with the Warriors. Yep. Um, and I think they're gonna be intimidated game three in Golden State. I think they're gonna lose. I, I really don't think they win another game. I think we. I said it yesterday on the show, and this is like the one thing that, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm. They played a great game, but I, this doesn't change my mind on anything. I said this series is going to go four or five games, and what I saw yesterday, before the during the show, even yesterday, I you told me the Rockets were two point favorites, and I said that's probably the right bet. This is to give me the best Rockets performance in the whole s- series. Will that be good enough to beat the Warriors? Turns out their best performance is good enough to beat the Warriors, and. Uh, it's not just their best performance. I mean, we're talking about it, it was pretty much a 30-point blowout. They scored a couple points in garbage time. Yes, but but let's also remember it was an 11-point game with seven minutes left, and the Warriors were making a run, and, and Eric Gordon hit a uh, fadeaway three-pointer as the shot clock expired. If that shot doesn't go in, we might have an eight-point game, and it doesn't turn into a blowout. I think the Rockets still would have won the game. Now, Okay, see, but that, that, that logic doesn't work when two days ago I told you yeah. – it would be an eight-point game. It would be a six-point game yeah. if Clay Thompson mm-hmm. had the right call on over and back. And you said that doesn't really no, change no, no, the momentum. No, 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 that's not what I said. I said I didn't like that because I didn't like how the Rockets reacted to that. They just all froze and they left Clay Thompson open for a three. That was my problem with that. Oh yeah, but not, that was also not, not, I'm not, trying not, to that was when you it, when there's a blatant like if somebody walked out of bounds, would Rock, you keep running back on yeah, defense? Yeah, but, but this happens so much with the Rockets because they gave up 54 uncontested points in the first game. Rockets were a top defensive team this year. They have lapses, and that's what I don't like about them. But we'll see. There's still games to be seen. I might be completely wrong. If you don't like lapses, you shouldn't like Golden State's defense either. (laughs) Golden State has more lapses than Golden State has three of the top probably six defenders in the whole entire NBA. Zero defense of the year finalists. So I don't know how they're three of the— three of the— Top six, in my opinion, defenders in the NBA. Clay Thompson's a great defender. Draymond Green won Defensive Player of the Year, and Kevin Durant is a fantastic defender. Who 
in my opinion, not being a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year is just a knock on people who don't understand that just because you're a good offense. But it's like LeBron James. LeBron James should have won four Defensive Player of the Year awards. And you just because LeBron's never won a Defensive Player of the Year award doesn't not mean four. He, but he, I, I actually think this whole the whole time he was in Miami, he might have been the best perimeter defender in the league. So my, my point is, let's just see what happens with the rest of the series. I could become completely wrong, but if things go the way I think they are, where I think Golden State wins game three, game four, and goes back and closes out in Houston game five, then that, that's what I expect. Like I said, and even what I predicted as the playoffs were starting a five-game series, this doesn't change my mind on anything. Yeah, that's not shocking. I mean, I, I like to be a little... Transparent with how the how the series actually with the flow. Of the, no, hold no, on, I'm wait, just talking. Wait, 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 hold on. Before you talk, like you can't just whenever I say something you don't agree. Oh, that's not surprising. I'm just saying because I said what I said. I said it's gonna be five. I said the other games are gonna have one game where they get hot. This is what happens in every series with the Warriors. That's all I said. It's not surprising. No, it is. That's yeah. It's I not feel. surprising to me. I'm sorry that it's not surprising right. to me that I know what you were gonna say. It's not surprising because I know that. You said the Warriors are going to win in four or five, so you're just going to stick to it. But I'm going to take after game one. I said the the Warriors are going to blow them. Are they going to sweep them? Mm -hmm. Because from what I saw game one, I saw a team that can't compete with the Warriors. But what I saw from game two is that this Rockets team actually is playing Rockets basketball the way that they can and not going out there and just letting James Harden take the ball the entire game. So my mind, once again, is going to shift back to where I thought it was originally, where this Rockets team can win two or three games. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they have more pieces. I don't think they have better pieces than the, the Warriors, but they have more pieces that can play perimeter yeah. defense. And they do have pieces that can guard everything outside of Kevin Durant. The problem is nobody can guard Kevin Durant. But they have enough wing players that can guard Klay Thompson, that can guard Steph Curry, because Chris Paul is great at has been great at that. Um, Ariza and PJ Tucker can all guard these kind of guys like Draymond Green, like Clay Thompson, like Steph Curry, and they got a big, of course, yeah. that's that's stopping in there. So that's where I really like what I saw yesterday is that they can take a lot of different pieces. I think they, I think their strategy was a lot better this game. I think they were giving Durant, not giving him shots, but I think they almost realized, okay, Durant's going to get his buckets no matter what the hell we do. Yeah. Let's focus on the perimeter because game one, the biggest thing I felt like was that Clay Thompson was also they were focusing a lot on Durant, and when they focused on Durant, Clay Thompson would get his buckets and it would go back and forth. I feel like this game they lit a lot more one-on-one opportunities of Durant and said let's just guard the rest of the perimeter. Clay Thompson had put up 15 three-point attempts in yeah. game one, and now he put up three in game two, yeah. and that was a huge difference in this Absolutely. game. Absolutely, and especially when Steph Curry's not hitting a shot. If you can take Klay Thomas from getting 15 pretty open to nearly open threes to three of them, that's going to make a huge difference because Klay Thompson's pretty one-dimensional on the offensive end. Um, I like where the Rockets' defense was, and as much as Mike D'Antoni says he's not going to make any adjustments, they obviously made some adjustments on defense. Um, I just feel like they were giving... And I hate to say these words because nobody's just going to give Durant buckets because he's right. going to get his buckets. But they were, they were. I think they were less focused on how do we stop Durant and more like how do we stop the supporting cast? Because right. um, I think it's pretty evident that Durant is their number one now. And I, I, that's 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 another interesting thing that I'm taking from these first two games. Durant is by far. 
their number one in the playoffs the last two years. Mm-hmm. While Steph Curry's kind of been their number one during the regular season. Fair enough. Yeah, so we'll see. We got a bunch of games left Sunday. Game three, and I just don't like this long gap between games anyway. <laughs> just, yeah. But to be honest, I think it helps Golden State a lot more than it helps Houston. I think Houston played so well. Like, did, I think they want to get back on the court as soon as possible. Only thing, the reason I disagree with that is because Chris Paul has oh, a hurt that's, a, that's a good point. So yeah. this probably helps them more than it helps the Warriors. Well, actually, probably then it probably, exactly it, then it's probably a wash Cause, then because probably Steph Curry's hurt too because he's never been yeah, healthy in his wa- entire yeah. playoff career. Then Apparently. it's a wash, then. Yeah, and that that I know you brought it up briefly. That's the one thing that's really starting to bother me about this Steph Curry stuff is, any he goes for he has ten threes in a game. Everyone's like, oh, he's back, and then the next game he's, he oh he looks hurt. Oh, he's probably hurt. Yeah, like, he, he's you know what? Not, maybe he, he's just not consistent. Maybe he's just playoffs. not playing that good right yeah. now. That, I mean, I he's I, just I, not. I, he I, never showed consistency in the playoffs. And when I say not showed consistency, he's been consistently good, but yeah. his. He's never been consistent at like right. the Steph Curry level, and that's Absolutely. just a level that many people can't hit, anyways. Perfect. Um, so let's get to the comments and let's uh, then sign off a little early today. Well, I got another topic that we said uh, we're going to talk about, but which do you one don't want to talk about? J.R. Smith. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We have uh, Tony saying thumbs up. Cyrus said yes. So I think that is legendary citrus. Um, I Brandon said, built like Wilt. I think we're talking about Mo Bamba. No, I think he was talking about uh, DeAndre Ayton because he said it when we were talking about eight. Brandon said, taking advantage of hashtag me too. And that's when we're talking about the Ruben Foster thing. And that's what I was kind of getting to is that they do. It is being taken advantage of sometimes. And this is one of them. I think she knew in the Ruben Foster case that she could convince anybody that they did something. Yeah. He did something wrong. That's the big problem. Yeah. And that's the problem. Um, Brandon said, sup, bros? Haven't been on Facebook lately. Uh, what made her admit it? We don't know. We don't know. I have no idea, but I'm glad she did. And could you push up graphic uh, one, one, George? Oh, wow. Brandon said, uh, still pretty good. Only 25. Uh, sign him if he wasn't so fucked up in the head. LOL. Still pretty good. Who are we talking about? I'm not sure. Sign him if he, I don't know either. Um, Brandon said, more early decisive decision making. The Rockets are the new heat. Uh, and that's where the whole difference was. I mean, they were playing as much ISO, the same amount as always, just in a weirdly way. They just did it faster. Yeah. I mean, but it's more time of possession on ISO plays last game. Yeah. But the only, the reason they won the game was because PJ Tucker hit five threes and Eric Gordon was on absolute fire. I mean, this that's is how I this think team that, plays though. Yeah. I, I don't think PJ Tucker hits five threes ever again in this series. Yeah. I mean, that's just an opinion. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can say that about anything or anything. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon says, taking it to Capella, how injured can he be? Great point about his defecting his shot game. Yeah, and that's no, that's that's a, that's a great that was a great point. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't. That's why I didn't couldn't disagree with it. It's a, it's a great point. Yeah, and the Capella thing is that's why if Curry's going to the hole, getting hit, falling on the ground, making layups against Clint Capella, and getting up and walking out, he's obviously not that hurt. But I really think it's the defensive end that. You, we saw this in the first three games of OKC versus Golden State when Westbrook was just attacking the hell out of uh, Westbrook, but in regular or in, uh, on Curry, but in classic Westbrook fashion, he kind of ran out of gas Absolutely. near the end of that series, and then Curry got hot. Um, and we saw it with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving put up two forty spots in a row on Steph Curry, and Steph Curry's shot just went. Nowhere. We, yeah. we we didn't see Steph Curry step up again. 
And I think that's what we're going to see in this series in some cases. Do, I think. Do you think the Rockets can win any games in Golden State? You know Golden State hasn't lost one game at home in the playoffs with uh, Kevin Durant? Yeah, but and, they could. I mean, like Boston Celtics right, haven't lost a game in the playoffs at home either. Right, I, I mean, I'm not saying could. I, and obviously, any team could. But do you think they will? If you were to predict, are they going to win a game? I think they'll win State? one of the next two. Okay. I think it'll be tied two two going back to Houston. Now that it, and it obviously, I, they're it's all about what they do defensively because that yeah. team, that Rockets team, whether or not you like their scheme or the way they play, yep. once. They if once they play the way they did on defense yesterday, that's why their fast breaks and their ISOs didn't were a lot faster. They were forcing up shots. I mean, I saw Clay Thompson force up some trash. Me too. Where if the Rockets are running on a miss, we're talking about a very dangerous offense. I think True. the reason that in a lot of cases, and I don't blame you, that you don't like the Rockets is when you see them come down court after a make and play their ISO and their slow ISO yeah, yeah, stand around. I, I find them unwatchable. But Last I, night, I know you probably noticed off misses. The team has a great fast break. Oh, I yeah. mean, fast break when they get to the hole and dish it around uh, around the perimeter and find the open shot. 100%. Or James Harden going to the hole is virtually unstoppable. Whether it's he's going to make it or get fouled, it's it's a lot more of a good offense. That I think more people would appreciate and more people know why it'd be unstoppable. It's just the first game when Kevin Durant couldn't miss a shot. Yeah. Every part of their offense had to be that slow down Absolutely. and nobody was hitting shots of James 100%. Harden game one. So that's where it got super tough. Uh, Brandon said, who's best win? And George was talking about uh, Rockets best can win a yeah. game. He said they were the best perimeter defenders when it mattered most in Miami. Um, Time out uh, yeah. Yeah. And he said, look, LBJ still is in the playoffs in my opinion. Actually, I, I'm very disappointed. LeBron is horrible on defense right now. I, he, Not he, last game. He look go watch if you go watch the tape. He chooses plays to play defense. I'd say he tries on twenty five percent of defensive plays. Uh, last but, but game he, he definitely tried a lot uh, harder defensively. Game one he didn't even. Uh, yeah, I don't think he tried very hard defensively after the second quarter last game. And but that's not that's no knock on him. The team's asking him to do every single thing. I mean, you can only have so much energy. He's a human being, and we'll get more into that later when. On LeBron, but God, they ask like he has to do everything. I can't. You can't blame him for having to pick and choose his spots. Speaking of everything, Jared Smith says the Cavaliers uh, need to help LeBron James. He said uh, we need to give him an opportunity to make him feel comfortable and give us the ball so we can make the right plays. Hundred percent. He pretty much said we have to ramp it up. We're playing too small. Making making Bron play hero ball, which is tough to do, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals. We've got to help him. And LeBron is averaging 28.5 on 46% shooting, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. And then, and then I'm and I'm saying why he takes a couple plays off on defense. Yeah, and Kevin yeah, Love is, is averaging 20 and 11 and a half. Yeah, he's playing good. But um, I feel like even though Kevin Love is playing good, every single one of Kevin Love's shots, and you were you kind of pointed this out a little bit to me, what was what is a lot of stuff going on with Kevin Love? How's he scoring the ball, which he doesn't usually do? What like little post ups on those alley oops and alley oops. He will, those that, are all. I, that's only like four or six points of his game, but yeah, that's still a portion of a game. The other are probably passes from LeBron James. Even when Kevin Love is helping LeBron James this series, it's not like it, it's because the defense is attracting LeBron and Kevin Love's 
the only one on the team right now smart enough to cut to the hoop. Right. So, so LeBron or get open on the perimeter. So, yeah, Kevin Love is helping LeBron James, but LeBron James is still. It's not like LeBron's just giving the ball to Kevin Love, taking the play off. He's still creating the shot for Kevin Love. So LeBron, even when he's getting help, is creating that to make people score. I like I, he can't do any more than this, and I believe that they're gonna still win this series. Yeah, I'm not so convinced they're gonna win this series because I don't know if he necessarily is right now playing with the utmost confidence right. in this team. And when LeBron has a lack of confidence, it's not just LeBron. And anyone. Know, and anyone has a lack of confidence in their teammates and a lack of confidence in their team playing against a team like the Celtics, who they don't have a superstar, but they all have super confidence in each other. And it's really hard to beat a team like that and a coach who might be the best coach in the NBA. Yeah, sometimes you forget. Like, people are like, okay, well, you need two stars or two all-stars. But, I mean, a coach matters. I mean, this series is kind of show. Brad Stevens is their star. Yeah. This and, series. And, I mean, they do have a couple guys that are, like, all-stars. Yeah. So, and they have like Al Horford, Al Horford multiple-time all-star. Multiple-time all-star. And, and any given time, the combination of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum is basically an all-star. Terry Rozier is playing out of his mind. He's not an all-star, but he's playing great basketball. Um, there's just too many weapons on this team right now in the first two games. But they're such a young team. I don't think they go on the road and win. Yeah, I, I don't I, think. I'm just not I, so. I, I think LeBron's starting to have doubts on the team, which is going to affect his play and affect their play. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't care what anyone says. I think this could happen to any great in the history of the NBA. Probably there's probably every single great, great has had series they've lost before the finals. Yes. And where their team's not helping, they lose confidence in themselves and their team. If you're LeBron James and you watched that game last night, you already went, watched game one and said. Fuck, there is no way we can beat the Warriors. Right. And if you watched Houston last night and you're LeBron, you're probably like, damn, if Houston even plays like that, there's no way in hell we can beat Houston. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love LeBron, as much as I love uh, the fact that I think he'd have a better chance against Houston, they probably can't beat Houston. With how many defenders Houston has and how much offensive power they have, if this Cavs defense cannot guard the Celtics... I'm not really sure that yeah. they can guard this Houston Rockets offense. That's fair. Yeah, it's more offensively than de than uh, more defensively than offensively where the mismatches are. More. I'm not I saying mean, both pretty bad. If if this Warriors team has any type of mismatch at any point in the series, which even if it's one game, they had some mismatches last night. I'm pretty concerned either way for the Cavs, whoever they play, because. Both those teams in the this Western Conference Finals is obviously the two best teams in the NBA, and that's no disrespect to Boston because Cleveland's not even a top five or six team in the NBA. Right. They just have LeBron. Uh, but Boston's a top five or six maybe because of how good they are as a team. But like really, the best two teams in the NBA are Houston and Golden State. Yes, it's, yes, yes. And if you're if I'm LeBron watching that and seeing what my team's giving me on the as a as help, mm -hmm. I'm sitting there like. Like, do I even really want to go play this finals and be three and seven in the finals now or three and six, whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, I mean, I think he's such a competitor. There's no way he's just going to be like, yeah, I don't want to play in the finals. I'm not going to play. Yeah, that's see, how that's I not feel. What I, that's not what I said, though. See, but, this I mean, is where you, you said he looks at it and like, do I really want to play in the finals? Yeah, of course he does. That's what, he's LeBron James. Yeah, but that's where the confidence. It's not saying like he might be like, yeah, I really want to play in this finals, but like, holy shit, are we going to compete? And that small confidence like trigger can it can get like you can have bad things on your mind like how are we going to compete i see what you're saying like you, okay my team i need my teammates to do this this and this if you're lebron james watching these series saying 
I have no idea how we're going to compete. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to compete against them, but I think and maybe in the back of his head, it could affect his play on the court by saying like, yeah, I see or by knowing saying. like, my God, we're screwed. Fair enough. You know, like if you're going in a situation where you know you're already screwed, even if you want to make it work, you might have more trouble mentally being like mentally comprehending what yeah, you're going to do. Like yeah, what no, the hell right. I have to do here. Fair enough. Um, do you have any more comments? Nope. That is it. All right. Um, let's sign off. Uh, go visit sonshop.com. Thank you for watching today. We'll be on tomorrow, probably a little earlier than on Fridays, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. We've uh, been going live at like once on Fridays. Yeah. Usually. So just uh, keep your notifications on. Join us and um, enjoy, I guess, a day of no basketball. Go watch baseball. Have fun. Stay cool. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.